Last time on Dragon Ball Z. With no more battles to fight, Goku had settled into a peaceful life with Chi-Chi and his new son. But peaceful though it may be, life in the countryside is anything but quiet. The woods can be a dangerous place for a young boy alone. Shush. Listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Welcome, friends, to Cinema 7 Podcast. Pause the background music for a second, because I want to say, if you listen to podcasts, if you are into film, TV shows, uh, movies, anything like that, we want to welcome you. I'm your host, Mario B. You can play the music again. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about our top 10 movies of 2021. Uh, We're going to be talking about our top five favorite TV shows. We're going to talk about the things uh, that we loved in 2021 and and the things that we didn't like in 2021. And we'll probably talk about some of the movies that we saw um, and and the things that we liked and disliked uh, there as well when we talk about our top ten. And let me introduce my co-hosts. And you are probably listening to this podcast because of this gentleman right here. He's ya boy, Chris Hawk. I'm one of the usual other hosts. And he's here, so hold his phone calls. Make sure nobody calls this man as John Kenogi. Thank you for doing that. Yes, uh, that. that is correct. The champ is here. John is in the building. But... We're talking about top 10 movies. Um, I don't know if there's anything to discuss before we get in the top 10 movies. So let's just get to it. Let's get to our top 10 stuff. I'm going to start it off with uh, some letdowns. Um, I guess uh, we'll start with Chris Hawk's letdowns, unless they're part of his uh, new tier thing that he's doing. I would say... I really only have like one letdown, and I think that'd be the Matrix Revolutions. Not Revolutions. Is it Revolutions? Resurrection. Yeah. Oh, it's Resurrection. Oh, Resurrections. Yeah. I I mean I don't think I didn't I don't think it was bad. It just I don't think it was I really still don't know what I think of that movie. Is it like a Blade Runner 2049 instance where you had to sit on it for a while and watch it again? Do you think if you watch it again, you may have uh, a different opinion? Or you just, because you're such a fan of the first Matrix, you just wanted more? Well, it's weird looking back on it because, you know, when we were younger, the reason why I liked the Matrix because it was just so much action, so, so gory, so, you know, kung fu and. Not the best dialogue, but it had some kick-ass dialogue. It had 
you know, some of the best action scenes and stunts and special effects at the time. And, you know, it's hyper-violent, too. And while John Wick's kind of like that hyper-violent-esque, I'm kind of moving away from those hyper-violent movies. So I'm kinda, I kind of enjoy the fact that it wasn't all about that. But it was unique when it first came out because I don't think there was anything right. really done like that before it. I mean, uh, there might be like uh, THX 1138 or, or um, stuff where you're you're uh, maybe Tron kind of, and it takes those two elements and adds uh, martial arts. And you know that it, that theory at that time wasn't uh entirely pop popular but it was uh it was out there that you know we could be living in a simulation and i think that just played on uh that theory and in, in people's uh imaginative minds at the time and you know you combine that with uh action and and a new take on science fiction and it was just a uh, um it's like something you definitely can't remake. You know, it's like one of those movies you can't remake. It's like trying to catch lightning again. And it just, I don't feel like this move. Like I understand what the movie is, you know, the director having gone, having, you know, she went through the trans process and everything. This is her movie kind of about her journey and her, you know, what she went through. And how she went through it and all that. So I admire what she did. You know, this is like kind of like a middle finger to everyone saying that she couldn't do it. I admire that. But I don't think this movie was for me per se, or it just was a weird movie. It in a way, I mean, the whole movie is is about choice and, and I like how that theme does come up pretty often in the movie. But at the same time, do you think maybe her using the trans experience or, or that idea of choice in the Matrix was, I mean, in the first Matrix, there is the idea of choice. So I think just playing a big part of that in this one was um, kind of a neat concept. But at the same time, do you think that she focus too much on it being her story versus what the matrix was originally about or do you think the matrix all along was kind of about um incorporating their own the wachowskis their own ideas into their their personal journeys into the movie originally what i think what they were doing for the first matrix was the whole thing of predestination destiny free will um higher power you know being set to the standards that you're born into and all that and i do believe maybe you can see some instances of what they were going through and how they were going to transition in those movies like maybe they knew then that they were were going to be different than other people mm -hmm. um they were finding who they were the discovering uh the person that they truly felt that they were right. And this movie is them telling everyone what they are. It's my choice to be this way. It's, you know, it's my choice to live like this. So I admire, I admire this movie 
for what she she did and how she reacted to it and but i don't know if i would say i and i liked it or it was bad it just was not the just, matrix you you wanted i guess i i really didn't well, know you don't want to say it that way but like in a way it's just not the matrix you were expecting maybe I, it's, it's weird because I was fully fine with the trilogy, you know, mm-hmm. and then there's always rumors out there of the, of a fourth movie that would be like a reboot and it would be kind of cheeky in tongue kind of thing. Like, you know, this is just the matrix. This is what it does. It reboots when it doesn't like things. Well, I mean, yeah, they say that in, uh, is it the second one that there's always a one that, you know, there's, there's been many ones. Right, there's always a one. There's been like yeah. seven times he reached the architect and stuff like that or more. You know, there's been like seven Morpheuses, many Trinities, all that. Maybe you just have to rewatch the the all of them back to back and see what see what happens. Yeah, that's really the only movie that I could think about that I was, that I was um not so high on. That didn't make my list. Well, I have five letdowns and I'll go over them real quick. Uh Reminiscence, or I think is what it was called, with or Remiscence. I can't. I think it's remi- remini- reminiscence. It's uh, with uh, Hugh Jackman. He goes into a pod to tap into his memories to remember things. So people go to him to like. It was originally used almost like the whole Minority Report thing. Like it was used for police work and things like that. But he. He kind of uses it as like uh, a side thing to uh, almost like a uh, uh, um, a private detective type of person, like a PI. Like he, people will go to him and jump into the tank so they remember where their uh, where they left their keys because they can't find their keys or, or things like that. It's real boring, but then he meets somebody who's in a lot of trouble and um, he he gets stuck going in there to to because they develop a relationship and things like that and then she just disappears and he goes into it to figure out what went wrong and he kind of goes a little crazy um it's an interesting concept and i like the idea but it was kind of boring let me down uh hugh jackman is you know he's always good i think he's a good actor and i think he's good in it it's just the the story drug on too long and it was a little boring um the little things with uh, Denzel and Jared Leto—that was a letdown for me. Um, hey Mario, yeah. Can I add on to the reminiscence? Yeah, I think the funniest part because Mario texts the group text whenever he's watching movies, and he'll always be like, "Oh, yo, Chris Hawk will love this movie." So he did that to reminiscence, and then like not even ten minutes later, he's like, "Nah, Chris Hawk, you won't like this movie." <laughs> Yeah, like at first I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then as the movie went on and it got into its whole uh, romantic thing, I was just like, yeah, then never mind. This is boring. Uh, but the other letdown I had was the little things with Denzel and Jared Leto and, and um, Remy Malek. They, uh, they all were fantastic in it. Um, it just felt like the whole movie was building up to something and then nothing happened. And I understand what it was about. It was about, um, a cop who made a mistake and then he was kind of trying to, 
um, redeem himself by helping this other cop. And then it ended up being, um, well, you're never going to find out who did it. So you might as well just frame somebody else. And then you figure out that's pretty much what he did in the end. Like the little twist, I kind of just gave it away. I'm sorry if no one saw it. It's on HBO Max. Another, again, a cool concept, but it felt like it was building up to something more, and it never happened. Um, and Jared Leto with a little pot beer belly, uh, definitely you can tell it's fake. Um, my other letdown was Shang-Chi. I, uh, I don't know if you guys were let down by that at all, but how can I say this? Uh, I was expecting more martial arts because I'm a fan of Kung Fu movies and, and you guys know that. I mean, John, I think bought me uh, a giant DVD of like 20 Kung Fu movies on it one year. Um, so I I love martial arts and I love Kung Fu movies. My favorite Kung Fu movie is the five deadly venoms. I talk about it all the time. Um, I was expecting this to be more grounded and have more martial arts in it. And, and I wasn't expecting them to, try to twist us halfway through and make the dad a good guy. I thought there would be more of like a, a family rivalry between the two. And, and I thought them, him being the actual Mandarin, he'd be like evil, but uh, no, it was kind of disappointing on that front. I thought there'd be a martial arts battle at the end, but then there was this giant CGI battle. And I love all the, the things that play into the Chinese culture and I think you guys can agree, um, it, it's really stunning and beautiful, and, and uh, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that in this, um, but at the same time, I don't think they did it justice because they went for a lot of haha and they went for a lot of uh, this giant CGI battle at the end, and it just didn't do it for me. and, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just expected a little bit more. Um, like I, I'd say, halfway through the movie, it was it was great until the part when when um, you get to the dad's facility and they're talking about what happened to the mom and the mom might still be alive. And clearly, it's the rings messing with him. It, it you know, it, or the demons or whatever. It it was fine up until that point to me. Um, Mortal Kombat was a letdown. When I saw it in theaters with you guys, we saw it, right? The three of us? Mortal Kombat? Was it just me and you? I think it was me, you, and Hawk. I don't know. In theaters, it was definitely let, I was definitely let down. When I watched it at home, it felt like a better uh, movie watching experience. Uh, I guess I just wanted more Mortal Kombat. You know, I, I, I didn't want. Um, I mean, it was cool how they did the power thing, right? I mean, how they every that's why everybody can do their power attacks and and stuff like that. They get this this uh, energy power. Uh, I mean, Jack's having metal arms as it is his energy power is kind of weird, but uh, whatever. I don't know. I was just let down by Mortal Kombat. I, I was expecting a lot, uh, something a lot better. And my other letdown, which is season three of uh, Cobra Kai that came out. Uh, The first two seasons are pretty good. And then the third season I felt was very childish and was too over the top in my opinion. 
I was actually talking to my uh, my boss about this the other day. He brought it up, how he loved it up until the last stuff, and he thought it was just so cheesy. Like compared to yeah, the first else. the first season was really good, and the second season uh, wasn't that bad. But then the third season just like your boss said, it was just super cheesy. Like it, it, it just magnified the cheesiness times 10. And it was just like, okay, now we're just making fun of ourselves here. Let's, let's go full Marvel, I guess. But the first two seasons are pretty good. I didn't watch the fourth season yet. I'm, I'm going to just to see how it goes. But those are, those are my letdowns. Did, did uh, me talking about those spark any other things that you guys remember that you've seen that let you down i mean me personally i i just don't think i saw enough things to have true letdowns because i mean a lot of the stuff i got to see you know i either saw it with like you know you or uh somebody else and the experience alone was worth it even if the movie wasn't that great i think i have i think i have to agree about more combat definitely a letdown the whole movie is a training montage i you know i think mortal Kombat benefits from all of its non like generic human characters and there weren't a lot of that because it's like the quote-unquote introduction Uh, i think if you know you get more of those non-human characters with their like each specific abilities it gets better but i mean I, i don't think we'll ever see that all right let's talk about our uh top five uh favorite shows or favorite series that we watched in 2021 now hawk i have to ask because you have this whole tier thing going on is tv shows a part of your tier list um i only have three but they're all the same so it doesn't matter what what order i go okay uh let's start with john if you do um do you want to just go five four three two one or do you want to uh Actually, just tell us all your your favorite, your top five. Just tell us your top five right now. Sure, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I couldn't think of, uh, I, I'm sure I missed some TV shows that I saw, but I didn't watch a ton of them. I, uh, I do a lot of my watching, you know, sporadically and in, in binges. Uh, and I usually don't watch a lot of stuff that's currently airing unless it's like super, super relevant and people are going to spoil it. I usually just finish it like, you know, when it's done. But uh, so yeah, number five, uh, I have Loki. Thought it was good. I don't think it was the best one personally, just in my opinion. But I did think it was good. Uh, number four is an anime I've been watching. You know, still watching animes these days. It's uh, it's called Miracochan. Uh, it's about a girl that sees ghosts, but she has to pretend like she can't see them because if they know that she can see them, they will eat her. It's pretty cool. That's actually interesting. Uh, number three is what I think is the best Marvel show, and that's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, a lot of people said it was Loki. I I personally think Falcon and Winter Soldier is the best TV show that Marvel has currently. I I agree. Uh, Loki's an honorable mention for me, but I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is definitely better. Uh, number two is you know something that got canceled because people didn't like it. Or it wasn't what they wanted it to be. And that's Cowboy Bebop. The Netflix one. I actually think it was good. I I think it deserved to continue. Or does deserve to continue. If they rethink their decision. I don't think they will. It's Netflix. But uh, I think it's 
it's as faithful as you can be when it's, you know, live action. Yeah. What's his name playing uh, Jet, right? I thought he was, I thought he was perfect. I actually think all the actors as those characters are good for what they were. Like, if anything, I think some of the writing is a little cheesy. But, I mean, overall, like, I think it's pretty good. I just didn't like Julia. Or Julie. What's her? You close your eyes and listen to Jet, the Jet guy, the actor talk. He sounds just like the Jet from the anime. He literally put in so much effort in that character. And then I, when he's watching his daughter's uh, thing while uh, Spike's beating everybody up, that was pretty funny. Sorry, my, John. No, it's all right. And my number one, I mean, you know, it was it was all the rage for, you know, three weeks. Uh, I liked it. Original idea you know, quote unquote original idea that the guy worked on for, you know, countless years. Uh, Squid Game. Squid Game was pretty good. I'm surprised Will Time's not on here, John. You shouldn't be. Is that a letdown? I can't say it's a letdown. It's only the first season, but uh, I do not like the direction they are taking the characters. But I think it's, you know, 14 books. You can't judge it based on season one. If If what they do makes sense now, like you know, and pays it off in four seasons and it's good. That's great. I'm just not a fan of where it's going currently. Chris Hawk, you watch it yet? I have not. Um, I'll go next. Uh, my number five, uh, well, I have some honorable mentions. I, I mentioned Loki was on there. Uh, I binged all of insecure, uh, this year. It's a HBO show. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that's on my honorable mentions. I I watched Foundation on the Apple TV. Uh, I got really into this show from the first episode. The only problem is the episodes are super long and drawn out, so it's hard to keep up with. Uh, I could only do an episode a day because it's like watching a, a movie. But the show is really good. It, it's... Um, I think Chris Hawk and uh, Joey would really like it because they like Dune and and they like big concepts like that. Like, I think they would really dig it. I think, John, you would probably like the ideas and and stuff about it. I think the show would bother you because of how long and drawn out it is. Uh, An Attack on Titan season four, part one um, was awesome. That's also also an honorable mention. But uh, number five is uh, Mayor of Easttown. Um, that was a really awesome show. Uh, number four is You, season three. I binged that like real quick, and I was all up in it. So uh, that gets on my list. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier at three. Uh, like John said, it's probably the best Marvel show, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of people that had uh, issues and, and felt like it was the black experience written by white people, but I feel like what they did in the show was actually pretty good. And though I'm not, you know, black and, and I don't have that experience, I, I feel like what I saw um, seemed different from what Marvel and Disney have done in the past. And, and they were trying to step into uh, that type of uh, realm to, to show a, a bigger story about, how the Falcon could be the next Captain America. And I really dug what they did. 
Um, two is Doom Patrol season three. If you haven't watched Doom Patrol yet, then you're missing out. I think this is a really good show and everybody needs to get on it. My number one show of 2021 is uh, Jupiter's Legacy. It was canceled because Netflix cancels everything after one season, unless it's like Ozark or something stupid. But uh, I thought Jupiter's Legacy was the best superhero show out there in 2021 and i really enjoyed it me and chris hawk talk about it too uh we had a whole episode where we talked about it and then we had a whole episode where we talked about how dumb it was that it got canceled uh but that was my top five chris hawk what are your favorite shows of the year i'm glad you went second mario because you totally reminded me of some of the shows i watched this year but forgot about you know i gotta get you I, i got you thanks bud all right, so I'll just I'll list the ones that Mario listed was uh, Mayor of Easttown and Jupiter's Legacies. Those were just absolute enthralling. I think I watched Jupiter, Jupiter Legacy in a day after Mario hyped it up, and then I, I was hooked after the first episode. I liked it how it was a troubling story of a superhero legacies that gone wrong and the, you know, expectations and hardships and just... It was just so good, and I'm still mad and salty that they canceled it. And then, of course, Mario mentioned Mayor of Easttown. Everyone on that on that show is aces. It is a perfect crime drama. Chris Hawk loves his crime dramas, loves loves those uh, murder mysteries, and this this one is just up there with some of the best murder mysteries written. And you know, and when you find out who the killer is, it's uh, it's like you feel like you, you, it's like you're watching uh a documentary you know cuz you feel for these characters as if they're real people yeah this the show is so tight knit it's an, it's about a tight knit uh Pennsylvania town um and you, at the end when it's revealed it's like a gut punch because you it's the feelings involved it's pain you know like even though they caught the killer it's it's going to wreck lives in this town. Yeah, it's 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 strong. So you guys already mentioned the Marvel shows. I'm just going to lump them all together. I really, really enjoyed all of them. And the uh, introduction to the MCU and to television, I think, is a very good choice. And the avenue of, that they use for storytelling, I think it's effective. I really enjoyed WandaVision, even though the ending wasn't as good as I wished it could have been. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is easily one of the best that they provided so far with um, the Falcon with um, Anthony Mackie and um, Sebastian just they were incredible together and I hope I hope um, Captain America 4 is just as good if not better Loki is also one of those top ones that I believe is really really good uh, Tom Hiddleston and the actor that plays Sylvie are just their chemistry and the way they play off each other and the whole multiverse is uh, some of Chris Hawk's favorite stuff. And I still have to finish Hawkeye, but what I witnessed of Hawkeye, I did enjoy because it, you know, a lot of it's based off of Matt Fraction's run um, where Hawkeye is kind of done with his Avenger days and trains and or mentors Kate Bishop. So, you know, I'll have to find some time to finish. And then my last two, which are easily, 
I, I, I couldn't tell you which one I liked more because they're both impactful. Um, I got Bo Burnham's inside for one of them and then Derek Delgadio's in and of itself. And I think they're very impactful if you watched them during the pandemic when we were kind of quarantining and just the storytelling involved with both of these comedy specials are just incredible. I don't want to give anything away because they're just so surreal and they deal with heavy, heavy subjects. And even though like they're not super outrageously funny, the the production levels involved are just incredible. Yeah, uh, Derek Degato's in and of itself is on Hulu and Bo Burham is insides on Netflix. So go check those out. Well, let's let's transition to uh, to movies now. Um, I have honorable mentions. I don't know if Chris Hawk, do you have any honorable mentions at all? Because if you don't, uh, I'll just have you explain your tier, how your tier list is going to work. But John, I know, already told me he doesn't have honorable mentions, but he's going to go over the movies he wanted to see. So, John, if you wanted to tell us what movies you you uh, wanted to see and and uh how they looked to you or sure. not how they looked but you know what are the movies you you still wanted to see from 2021 yeah so like i said i don't think i saw enough movies to kind of have honorable mentions or something that didn't make the list like it either didn't or it didn't so i figured i'd make a list of you know five movies that i thought would have made the list easily even you know even though i haven't seen them and i want to see them uh, so first one we got is Spencer. That's the uh, Princess Diana movie with mm-hmm. uh, what? What's her? What the hell's her name? Kristen Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I just I think she's a good actress. I think when you ask her to do um, serious stuff like this, she always delivers. Uh, I think people take her for granted sometimes. So I think it'd be good. Uh, the last duel, just because it. You know, it looks kind of funny. But Matt Damon know, with a mullet. Yeah, yeah, I just want to see it. Uh, the Green Knight, because, you know, it's it's my fault that I didn't go see that. Not the marketing. And the fact that it was only in theaters for like two weeks. But uh, yeah, The Green Knight. Uh, and then Last Night in Soho. Uh, I, I did not get a chance to see it. Chris Hawk, did you get to see it? I know we had talked about that. No, I'm. It's still on my list of like most highly wanted to watch of this year. Now, I I know a couple people that saw it and said they did not like it, but I think it's because they don't know what they're talking about. So, Mario, did you see it? <laughs> no, I. So when I asked you guys if I should watch that or Ghostbusters, based on the uh me seeing them on the xbox or the microsoft movie thing on xbox they were going for 20 bucks and i didn't know if i wanted to spend 20 bucks to own a movie on there that i you know might watch once so i didn't pay for them but it was like you it was something i wanted to see and i wanted to see the green knight as well because um when that came out like you said the marketing kind of sucked for it it wasn't theaters long and um, when I was with uh, the ex, she wanted to really see it, and I was trying to push her to see it. But at that time, you know, um, the vaccinations I think were just coming out, right? And 
Um, I know uh, she was very anxious about going to the movie theater and, and being around people and, and things like that. So we decided not to go see it. But I, the Green Knight is up there. I want to see that. Uh, Chris Hawk, please. So I, you said you didn't watch as much as well. Uh, please explain this tier list that you are about to present to us when we go into these movies. Because usually when we do top tens, uh, we kind of round table it like we go 10. We each do our 10, we each do our 9, we each do our 8. Um, so how is this tier list going to work? Is this going to piss John off how this tier list works? Like the similarity of Rubicon and um, whatever else you had before that one. I don't think it's going to piss John off. Am I going to think it makes sense? <laughs> uh, instead of doing like a top 10 list or like a top 5, I went with um, peers because... Um, some of the movies this year I that I felt are my favorite, I couldn't choose between. And they each brought me something different that I think, like, as a movie watcher, you know, one of the movies is really good because I saw it in the theaters with you guys. And then another movie on that tier one list is great because I saw it with the family. And then another one on that list is because I saw it with my brother on and on and on and it's hard to pick an absolute favorite out of those and like tier two would be movies that i think are really really good but the rewatchability isn't quite there or those are movies i probably would only watch once but they stuck a, they struck a chord with me and then like tier three would be movies that are good and notable but that's about it okay so I think how we're going to do this is, so how many tiers do you have on your list? I only have three. So we're going to do, uh, what, what tier is your best tier? You would say tier one, tier one. Okay. So when you do tier three, me and John will do 10, nine and eight. And then when you do tier two, we will do seven, six and five. And then when you do your tier one, which is your your best experiences, we'll do uh, four, three, two, and one. How's that sound, John? It works for me. All right. Um, but before we do that, I, I guess I have my honorable mentions. Uh, Chris Hawk already mentioned it. Derek Degato's in and of itself on Hulu. Watch it. It's quite the experience. The reason it's an honorable mention for me and not on any of my lists is because it's a almost like a special, you know, like a, like a Hulu, like it's like a presentation type of event. It's not, it's not like, I guess you can consider it a movie in a way, but it seems more of like a, like a special, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's, uh, it's really good. Uh, bubblegum milkshake. I really enjoyed that when that came out. That's on Netflix. Uh, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City is an honorable mention because I watched it with John and it was actually really enjoyable. Um, it would be on the list, but I've seen a lot of other things that uh, I really enjoyed. Um, the Mitchells versus the Machines, um, animated movie on Netflix. Uh, I highly enjoyed that. That was on my list for a very long time until uh, my number 10 knocked it off my list. And uh, Finch on Apple TV with Tom Hanks, old Chris Hawk. 
uh, creating a robot to take care of his dog. It is uh, super heartwarming. It's sad. And it's... Uh, I don't know how else to describe it. It's, it's a great movie about... Um, a journey of um, learning and and uh, acceptance and, and things like that. It, it's uh, it made me cry, so I guess it made my honorable mentions list. But let's get into these uh, me and John's top tens and Chris Hawk's tier list here. Uh, so number ten on my top ten is uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Um. It had to make the list. It was good enough to make the list, but it's I didn't think it was good enough to be the best thing I've seen all all year. Uh me and Chris Hawk talked a little about a little bit about it uh last episode and and I don't know if it's going to be on John's list, but um if it is, you know, we can definitely get into it a little more. Number 9 for me is Godzilla versus Kong. Uh it was fantastic. It was it was uh, much better than I thought it was going to be, and and I rewatched it like four more times. You know, once with my nephews, and uh, one nephew was rooting for King Kong, and one nephew was rooting for Godzilla. And when they were fighting, you know, it was cool to see kids get really excited. Um, and you know, obviously, I'm a big Godzilla fan, so uh, I just loved seeing it. And I'm a fan of the original, so this I think it did it justice, and. Mecha Godzilla and this was pretty uh badass. I don't know where you go from here, but that's my number nine. Uh number eight was Candyman, the new Candyman movie. Uh John, I think you would really like this movie. Uh ties into the original in a perfect way. And uh the ending was uh kind of leaves you speechless. But uh, all the uh, elements and, and things in the movie are pretty good. So, uh, John, what are your 10, 9, and 8? All right. I uh, I really don't like my list that much, I'm going to be honest with you. But here we go. Uh, number 10, because I don't think it was as bad as Mario, is Shang-Chi. I uh, I wasn't expecting anything, though, I think is the, the major difference. Like, I didn't have anything I wanted from this movie. And yes, I hate the CGI fest. But overall, it was pretty good. You know, I, I didn't I didn't hate it. And we all saw it together, so it was a fun experience. I, I'll tell you, I had to see it again with uh, Jennifer. It, it wasn't that bad once I came into it not expecting anything. I think I could appreciate it more. Like not not the initial like shock of the the CGI battle. I uh, yeah, I think it was slightly better the second time. Go ahead. So I was just gonna say number nine is American Underdog, the Kurt Warner movie. Because you know it starts slow, but I feel like it's actually a good sports movie. You know, I, it's, it's exactly what a sports movie needs to be. I was debating of putting it on my list or as an honorable mention, and I feel like I should have because it was actually it was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Because it does not look that great from advertisements. Oh no, Chris Hawk, I think you would absolutely love that movie. Gotta watch it now. Isaac Bruce, though. Uh, what'd you say, go to eight? 
or seven? Uh, eight. All right, so eight. Uh, you had it as an honor mention. I have it in number eight because we went and saw it in theaters and because it was actually surprisingly good and I could tie it into all the Resident Evils because I have been replaying them as they remaster them is Resident Evil. I uh, actually thought it was pretty neat how they tied the, you know, basically the first three games together in a way that made sense. Again, looked a lot better than the previews that came out like a week before the movie released. Yeah, I think we, I think that was the biggest thing for us. We were like, what? It's tying all the games together. But uh, Chris Hawk, what are your, what's your tier three? So let's go with tier three of notable movies that I thought were, were pretty good but I probably won't watch again. Um, and I'll go with the most surprising one with Dune. I thought Dune was really good. But I just don't see myself ever watching it again until this. I probably won't even watch it in preparation for the second one. I just, I thought it was good. But I mean, once you read the book, it's the movie was a very good adaptation. So I, I don't think I need to see it again, but it was very well acted and the visuals, you know, he never, he never lets the director never lets me down on the visuals. I got Raya and the Last Dra- of the, uh, it and the and the Last Dragon. Very fun Disney animated movie. Um, Aquafina plays one of the dragons, and the movies movies a lot of fun. I watched it with the kids. They laughed a lot. It was I don't think it's up there with Disney's animated movies. Um, it plays heavily on some themes that they've already played with, but. It was it was good, and I mean, there's the reason there is a reason why it's tier three is because I don't think we've rewatched it the entire year, and I think it came out pretty early in 2021. It was very early, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, and you know, the kids, the kids will watch something relentlessly if they love it, and they have it. And then the last one I watched was a Prime special. I believe, and that's no sudden move with Benicio del Toro and Don Cheadle, and they basically put on an acting clinic the entire movie. It's it's one of those, um, I would say, like a neo noir, but like it's an old. It feels like they made the movie old on purpose, and it's a crime drama. Um, Don Cheadle just recently got out of prison, and he needs to do some risque jobs to get some money. So and then from there things escalate very fast. And I think it's I think it's a it's a really good movie. Um I believe it's on Prime. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw. It's called No Sudden Move. It's a lot of good um actors in there that um will surprise you on how good they are. All right, me and John will do our 7, 6 and 5. I uh number 7 for me is A Writer's Odyssey. It's a uh, Chinese movie, and I saw it earlier in 2021 when hardly anyone was going to the movie theater, and I saw it in the movie theater by myself. The entire movie theater was to just me, and I saw this movie, and let me tell you, it is long, as most Chinese and Korean movies are, but this movie was uh, something I've never seen before, so... Uh, it was a really cool concept and I really enjoyed, um, the stuff they did in, in it. Like, you know, uh, a, a dad loses his kid and he's looking for his kid. And then you find out that there's people in this 
uh, world that have powers. And then you figure out that one of the powers that the people have is a guy who's writing a book and everything that he writes in the book comes to life. Um, and then uh, everything that's happening in real life is being uh, portrayed in this book. It, it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, and the dad in the movie, the main character, his special power is he can throw anything and it can hit uh, his target. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Chris Hawk, I think, would really like this movie. This is the writer's odyssey? Yeah. It was just surprising, you know, and, and uh, it was cool to see a, a foreign movie in, in theaters, especially by myself. So it was quite the experience. Uh, number six for me is King Richard. Um, it was on HBO Max, and it was also in theaters. Starring Will Smith, it's about Serena Williams and Venus Williams. Um, well, it's mostly about their dad, but it's about how their dad pushed them to become who they are. And it is a very heartwarming story. And um, you definitely see the dad's flaws in the movie, but you also see how he wanted more based on the things he talks about about his backstory uh for his daughters and then um it's it's a really cool thing to see their story too you know what i mean because we just know them as these tennis stars but it's cool to see where they came from and how they got there did you did you tear up did you cry oh yeah for sure then i know i'm, I'm uh, gonna, i know i'm gonna cry too Oh, well, you're a dad, too, so you're also going to... That's going to just make you cry even more because you're going to relate it all to how you parent and, and your daughter and, and things like that. So I think you'll definitely like it for for uh, those elements. And, and um, yeah, you're definitely going to cry. Uh, number five is A Quiet Place 2. This was much higher on my list uh, until more recently. But... Uh, uh, it's pretty good. It the first movie, uh, you know, was good, but you know, the whole awkward silence in the movie theater was, um, like I just said, kind of awkward. Uh, when you think back on it, it was cool because people didn't talk and people were quiet. But at the same time, uh, it it, it was a weird. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. And this one, you know, there was a lot more talking. There was a lot more. Uh, noise there's a lot more things going on and it was uh it was a great follow-up and the first freaking 10 15 minutes of the movie is some of the best uh shit i've seen all all year of 2021 john what's your uh seven six and five uh number seven you know uh much to uh chris hawk's uh letdowns is matrix it's it's not necessarily for the plot though i do actually enjoy if they were going to reset the matrix that it's you know set in a modern way he makes video games i think that's kind of neat uh it's more so about the experience of you know getting together with the the full group and just hanging out and watching a movie i uh i honestly you know you, you don't really appreciate that especially when you go to theaters with each other and you know you're all there but it's just not the same feel so i, I really appreciated that experience and i think it made the movie better even if you know it was because it was kind of like a what the fuck moment. You trying to you trying to ball my mom? 
Hey, Chris Hawk, you better still be using my HBO Max there, boy. Yes, sir. Uh, number six is Godzilla vs. Kong. I won't really uh, touch on it too much. Mario hit the, the high points, I think. I uh, I enjoyed it. I'm not a huge Godzilla person, but everything they've done with the, the current Godzilla franchise, I, I feel like I've liked. So, uh, And number five is Spider-Man. Now, I put Spider-Man at number five. I like it. I don't think this movie's going to hold up, though. I think it's going to lose the, uh, the the gimmick, the nostalgia, if you will, very quickly. But, I mean, that's me. I could be completely wrong. I just I don't see it being enjoyable once you've seen the callbacks one time. I haven't tried to rewatch it, so I have no clue. Chris Hawk, Tier 2. So, Tier 2, I would say, would be some of the best movies I've seen this year. And if they were on the TV, I would probably watch them again. So let's start with Shang-Chi. I really enjoyed Shang-Chi. Um, I was hoping for a long time that this character would be brought to the MCU. And I was glad to see it. I love, love the actor who's playing Shang-Chi. Aquafina's in it. She's always a favorite. And then No Time to Die is also on my list. I really enjoy James Bond movies and Daniel Craig going out in his final movie. Um, the way it happened. I love the ending. I love what they did with the character and how they brought it to a full circle close. Um, his run as James Bond is honestly, I think it's one of my favorites. Uh, I grew up with Pierce Brosnan, so he's always been, you know, like my James Bond, but just, you know, since Casino Royale, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, I've um, he's just been one of my favorites and no time to die. I think it's a really good ending for his bond. The harder they fall is also in my tier two list. I really, really enjoyed this Western. I'm a big fan of Western movies and an all black cast who all just are on their a game. Um, Idris Elba playing a, vil a somewhat villain. Oh, he's definitely a villain, but he is just, he chews up scenery like nobody's business. And, I really, really enjoy that movie, and it looks like there might be a sequel. So that's that's exciting. Um, and this, the next movie is a movie that me and Mario saw in the theaters together on a whim. And going in, we didn't know anything about the band, and it was um, Sparks Brothers. And it was a very, very, very fun movie to watch by um, by Edgar Wright. It's a it's a total blast through and through. Uh, goes into the lives of these of this band called the Sparks, and these these two brothers that have been playing music together for decades, multiple albums, so niche, you know that only like true artists know about them and true fans know about them, and it's listening to their music and how passionate about it they are, and how they are never they never play the norm, and it was just it's really neat just see true artists on the screen and then my my last movie in tier two would be uh tick tick boom by uh lynn Manuel. lynn okay. lynn manuel miranda that's right lynn manuel uh, miranda uh his uh directorial debut i think it was a very good movie the movie is a little too sad for me at times so i don't that's probably one of the reasons why it's in tier two it's kind of a sad movie knowing his journey and what happens at the end to the to uh jonathan larson um 
how he passes away the day before the opening of Rent, which is one of the biggest uh, musicals of all time. But Tick, Tick, Boom is just Andrew Garfield is incredible in this movie. If you didn't if you didn't know what Andrew Garfield could do, this movie could show you how good he is. He is incredible at singing, you know, just acting, dancing. He does it all in this movie. He's incredible. A year, a year of singing lessons and a year of piano lessons. And he does it in this movie like he's been doing it forever. I thought he was classically trained. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Is that your tier two? That is my tier two. All right. Me, me uh, and John will do four, three, two, and one. Uh, my number four is Army of the Dead. I probably enjoyed this movie a lot more than other people did. Um, it was zombies, but it was a fresh take on zombies. It was a cool take on zombies. And it was one of my favorite things, which is a team going in and uh, doing a mission together. And each member of the team had a different uh, skill level, and each member of the team had a role to play. Um, I could have done without the Batista little love connection with the one uh, female character, but... I was, uh, I really liked this movie. It gave me Predator vibes. Um, it gave me, uh, Pandora. It's like if you take Predator, Pandorum, and, um, Dawn of the Dead and combined it all into one movie and combined, uh, heist elements into it, uh, one of Chris Hawk's favorite things, um, you get Army of the Dead. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, number three is The Suicide Squad. I thought this was one of the best superhero movies uh, of 2021. Um, again, it's a team of all doing things. Uh, uh, as you can tell, because Predator is my favorite movie, anything that gives me a vibe uh, like Predator uh, instantly is a, a favorite of mine. And I don't know if it's just the the whole thing of, of, of a team ensemble uh, doing something. Um, obviously there's a lot of movies that have a team ensemble that I don't like, uh, that I can't tell you right now, but, uh, it's just something about the way, uh, James Gunn does it here, um, was really well done. And, uh, I really enjoyed, even though I don't think John Cena is the best wrestler, and, you know, I can argue with smart marks all day about that, but John Cena was pretty good in this movie and it made him very likable for me. Hold on. Hold um, on. There's, there's people that actually think John Cena is a great wrestler. Yes. And Chris Hawk is one of them. Uh, That's right. <laughs> uh, number two is the harder they fall. And like Chris Hawk said, there's a lot of, um, a lot of really cool elements into it. And I think the cast bring, uh, I don't want to say style. Cause I feel like that's, um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say racist, but kind of putting, uh, black actors into a box. But at the same time, I think that 
all of the people in this movie do bring a sense of style to this uh this film that makes uh makes it a really good take on a western i mean the only western i know of that has style that uh features like a really big white cast is probably tombstone and i think that's because of val kilmer's doc holiday mostly all the other westerns i think are kind of the same uh type of tone or have the same there's no depth to it there's there's a coolness factor to the harder they fall because the cast is an all black cast and i think it just goes to show you that people of color are cooler than white people and then the music uh helps fill in the cracks as well which which brings it all together into a neat little bow of uh an eccentric view on um westerns that i think we should get more of and uh it was just really good and really enjoyable to me and again an ensemble of casts and they all kind of have their own uh fight at the end which if anything i really enjoy uh is when you have a team versus a uh going into uh a final mission or battle they all have their own little fight uh that kind of details their journey in a way but uh my number one movie is tick tick boom uh and that's because a lot of the things that chris hawk said uh Andrew Garfield is fantastic and and you don't even know that he pretty much learned everything just for this movie. Um you you would think that he was trained for years, but at the same time this guy's story uh is really touching and the fact that he never gave up on his dream and uh actually achieved it uh eventually was um very motivating. Uh, it was, I connected to it and I connected to his story and it is very sad and very real that something like, uh, him dying before experiencing his dream on stage and, and seeing how the reaction would be, um, is just, uh, almost like a Shakespearean tragedy in real life. And I feel like that's so realistic that could that something like that could happen to someone so normal who uh breaks through all the barriers of um having such an eccentric idea and not giving up on it and uh hopefully you know they take his idea for the one musical he was trying to make and um i i think it was called disturbia or something weird like that what was it called chris hawk I forget, but I'm a, I'll have to look it up right now. It, I hope they make that into a play or into a movie or something uh, musical, but uh, I would like to see that. It, it, but it, it, it's... Um, and seeing Rent before this, like being a fan of Rent, you really do hear the influence in the music and stuff like that. And I know Tick, Tick, Boom 
was like a, a one man kind of Broadway play. He or off Broadway that he did by himself after not achieving his dream of this uh, play he wanted to do. Um, so the movie just adds in him trying to achieve what he was trying to do before Tick, Tick, Boom. And then, uh, you know, obviously it goes into him and rent a little bit, but I would like, I would have, I would like to see whatever his process was of making rent. Cause that was, that would be cool. Superbia. Uh, superbia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John, what is your, uh, top four? All right. Well, uh, you had my fourth at three, I believe, and that's Suicide Squad. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed the second half of the movie much more than I enjoyed the first half. Uh, the first half is just uh, it's gratuitous violence. I, it's it's almost unnecessary to me at times. Um, but I, you know, the rest of the movie is good. So I uh, I really liked it, and I appreciate it for what it is anyway, regardless of you know whether or not it was just too much for me too quickly. John, can I mention before you say number three, uh, my draft pick was in that movie. Which one? Which, which draft pick? Starro. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like him and uh, Peter Capaldi uh, in general, great. I, I like that. I like the CGI there. I don't think it was too much. I don't think it was too ridiculous. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, number three, actually, my top three movies are all Disney movies. So, uh, you know, that just shows you how narrow the industry is these days. Because I feel like, uh, you know, half my list is Disney or a Disney affiliate. But uh, number three is Luca. Um, Chris Hawk, I don't know if you watched this movie with the kids. But uh, I I really enjoyed it. Is this the water one? Yes, with the two the two kids, and they're fish people. Okay, I have not watched it... it yet, but the kids loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, it was it was different. Um, it was very vibrant. The the world I thought was really well animated, but not when not I saw the trailer. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off, John. But when I saw the trailer, I was a little like. Uh, I, I thought it was awkward, I guess, the trailer. But if you say it's good, I'll have to watch it. Is it on Disney Plus? Yes. Uh, I actually think the trailer for the movie is bad. I, I the, the movie trailer did not get me like excited to see that movie. I, I think it's, it's much better if you just watch it. Uh, but I was going to say, it's not as good as my number two, though, which my number two is another Disney animated movie, and that's Encanto. I thought Encanto was fantastic. Um, everything about this movie and the fact that it's really self-contained and actually not a lot of large things happened for the fact that you know the whole family has like magic powers or gifts or whatever. Uh, I I felt it was good. I felt there was a good uh, moral of the story slash uh, you know other culture experience storytelling there, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I was uh, Chris Hawk told me to watch it and uh, I watched it and I did think it was pretty good. Um, I wanted to slap the grandma. Some, hey, sometimes you just got to slap the grandma. All right. <laughs> uh, and so my number one is a uh, 
a movie it took me forever to watch just because I never got around to it, and you know I missed it in theaters. Uh, but that was Cruella. I uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, anytime I see my boy Mark Strong, you know, out there, 2011 Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie, I'm excited. <laughs> but uh, Emma Stone, I, I felt she did a good job. I felt the the Horace and Jasper actors, um, really fresh take on characters, but remaining true to them. And just in general, I liked the plot and the storytelling there, even though it's, you know, just a Disney villain. I felt like the movie really made this Disney villain have, you know, something it much needed with some depth and some history to it. I, I know it's like book based at the same time, but I, I don't feel like a lot of people know that. And I feel like even less people have read the book. It was actually really surprising how much I liked it. And uh, the, the, uh, the artistic uh, costume design and everything like all that was freaking awesome, you know, and, and, it's cool to see, you know, the henchmen become friends with the dogs too. Yeah, they're they're human enough that you know you you feel for them, even though they're pieces of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Chris Hawk, what is in uh, your tier one? So, my tier one movies are the movies I thought were the best of the best this year. They're movies that I could probably watch again and again and again, and. One of those was the Mitchells versus the Machines. I just thought this was a great movie from top to bottom with a great message at its core. The animation was really good. Um, these are the same guy. Uh, the, I think the guys that produced this movie were also a part of Into the Spider-Verse. So you could see just how good they're, they're pumping out movies. Just let Phil Lord and um, whatever the guy's other name is make movies. Uh, Christopher Miller, I think it is. Just let them make animated movies for the rest of the time because another home run. And then I am a really big fan of slow burn movies and horror movies that have action in them. And Malignant is probably one of the best action horror movies I've seen in a long time. Um, me and my brother watched this together and we just had a blast. Just, I mean, the scary parts in this movie aren't really that's scary but it i would it's still a good horror slash action and it's it is wild it's a wild movie from start to finish and it's it's really i think probably the funnest movie on my list and then if i had to pick like two of my favorite movies of the year the first one would be um no way home I really, really enjoy this movie. Me and Mario talked about the problems we had in it and our likes and dislikes of it in the previous episode. But I felt this this movie was a true love letter to the character of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And seeing Toby and Andrew Garfield on the scene on the screen together was just so much fun. So many good parts and uh, callbacks and little memes in this movie and. I really enjoyed it. I love seeing it with everyone. I love the fact that, you know, to kick a guy out of his seat. It was just a fun time all <laughs> around. <laughs> um, and then probably I would have to agree with John, like probably the, the if I had to have a number one, the best movie I saw this year would probably be Encanto. I can't get this movie out of my head. I've already seen it three times. Uh, I'm singing all these songs at work. I've got people singing these songs at work. I've got 
Alexa playing these songs 24-7. It's just one of those movies that gets in your head. Um, the message is, is clear. Uh, the, the songs are fantastic. The, the animation, just so many little things in every scene. You know, TikTok has kind of show it's you know it takes parts of the movies and a lot of creators and content creators have di di uh digging deep into this movie of all the great things that they added and it's it's the I'll best, tell you what the I best. i'll tell you what i really liked about it was that the main character um you kind of almost is kind of almost seen as the black sheep of the family, like doesn't really get appreciated or anything like that. And kind of goes out of her way to do everything. Uh, all the little things for the family that are kind of uh, bigger than what the family sees and ends up becoming, uh, showing the family that she has a, a bigger place or a bigger role in the family that they kind of uh, didn't notice or, or that went un unappreciated. And, at least that's the message I got. I don't know if you guys got that, but I felt like the main character was definitely underappreciated by the family and then turned out, you know, like in typical Disney fashion, you know, it was, you know, by the end of the movie, you know, the family realized how important she was and and then realized, you know, what they were kind of doing to her. At least that's the way I got it. I, I felt like the, the main character was kind of abused in a way, mentally. And then, um, uh, which sucks that she had to show her worth to the family to be loved, but at the same time, you know, it's cool to see the main character didn't get appreciated. Did you guys relate at all to that? Yeah, I agree. You you hit it right on the nail. Being being neglected and w being worthy. Yeah, I, I kind of related to the character in that sense. Well, there you have it, Chris Hawk's tier list. Uh, kind of different uh kind of neat just like his similarity rubicon and his uh chris hawk scale that he had before and after that and uh me and john uh john's number one movie was of the year was uh cruella and then my number one was tick tick boom um i'll post our uh top tens and and chris hawk's tier list on um our social media uh so you can see the full list um but hopefully you guys want to see these movies based on what we said i know we didn't go into full detail and i probably talked a lot more than john and chris hawk on some of my movies but i i saw a lot more than they did um and i put a lot more effort into seeing a lot a lot of things because um not that they don't put effort into seeing things that they they like, but you know they they also have uh, family and and people they live with and and more uh, things going on that they they have to uh, take care of and you know not that I don't have responsibilities, but at the same time you know I as you guys know I just was dealt with a breakup, so you know I had more time on my hands to uh, see a lot more things, so. I thought it was a really good year for movies and, and television. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the things I saw and, and I didn't have a lot of letdowns and uh, you know, and, and like John and Chris Hawk said, you know, I, I got to see a lot of things with my friends and especially, you know, our, our uh, movie nights with Dune and, and matrix uh, 
like John said, you know, you you kind of take those things for granted when you go to the movie theater with your friends, and then when you get together and do things like that, it, it's um pretty fun, especially when they let you win in magic, you know, right after Matrix. So, uh, thank you guys for that. And, we didn't uh, let you win at all. You won fair and square. You killed us. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, we could have board wiped and made the game last like two more hours, but it's all good. Yeah, so I mean, I had fun. I mean, um, as even though Shang Chi was a letdown for me, you know, I, I still saw it with them. And as much as I had some gripes about Spider Man, uh, I did get to see my boy Toby, and and I saw it with my friends. And just like you know, as much as I hate on Last Jedi and and uh, Rise of Skywalker, I still got to experience those those movies with uh, my best friends and. I might get a little emotional here talking about it, but John and Chris Hawk are two of my best friends and I love them like brothers. So, you know, to see a lot of the things I did with them this year was, um, it was a lot, it was a uh, good, you know, it, cause I had a terrible end of the year, but you know, the things I did with them was, was good and I appreciate them and I want them to know that. But, uh, is there anything that you guys are excited for this year coming out? I know they just released elder ring, uh, character creation. I know you guys are probably excited about that the video game. I'm just, I'm just trying to buy right? an Xbox What's Series it X. It's called Elden Ring. Elden and Ring. Yeah, whatever. I am excited for it. I don't know, Chris Hawk, are you a big Souls guy? I'm not, but I'm a big open world, do whatever I want guy. I'm hoping it's good. I know uh, they just said the Flash movie comes out in November, so. Long ways away, but uh, I can't wait for it. I don't have anything specifically. Uh, I'm just trying to make um, it a priority to see more things and a variety of things. Uh, hopefully, I can, you know, do that and uh, you know have a better list next year. Same, Chris Hawk. I want you to leave us with something, and then I want you to take it away with the classic Chris Hawk send off. You know what I'm leaving you with? I'm going to leave you with what I think is the best acting performance of this year, and that's Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is just so expressive in his face and his eyes. I think this man deserves any leading role that comes to him. And anytime we do a pitch it this year, he's going to be in all of my pitches. That's what I'm going to say right here. That's my proclamation, reservation, whatever, Asian. That is what I'm bringing into this year of 2022. Jonathan Majors is going to be on everything. I'm pumping this man up, like just like I was pumping up Halle Berry to do more action, or just like I was doing talking about female action roles. I just I brought it into existence with Halle Berry. I'm going to bring it into existence with Jonathan Majors because you know that's what I do. And uh, you know, with that, I'm just going to say, Chris Hawk, let's record your pitch it for the. Josie and the Pussycat Show. Right this instant? No, 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 no. We got to record it so I can put it together with the whole episode so we can hear. You're 100% uh, right. I've been slacking. It's been since. Care Bears Revival. It's been since July. But uh, but yeah, you're right. No more slacking. All right. Take it away, Chris Hawk, with your beautiful send off so we can take everyone home. So from us at Cinema 7. We've been doing this for very long, very, very long time. And we honestly, truly want to thank you guys for listening. If you're out there, we know you're out there, but if you're out there, 
we just, you know, we do this because we like hanging out, just talking, uh, digging in deeper to the movies that we love, movies that we saw, movies that we want to see. We do this to have fun. I just hope you guys watch Doom Patrol. We we hope you watch Doom Patrol. Mario's been on that train for the longest time. Going into twenty twenty two with the mindset that you're going to crush it. That's that's what we're going to do. This we're going to crush this year. You know, don't don't wait to get what you want. Go out there and get it. You want to get a new job? Go get a new job. You want to start going to the gym? Start going to the gym. You want to watch more movies? Start today. Watch more movies. You know, you want to be a better person? Start today. You want to sleep better? Start. Go to sleep right now. Start. It starts today. Your best life starts today. Good night. Good, <laughs> good night. Dig in deep. The power of change is in each and every one of us. Deep, deep change. Big change. You know, it's if we want things to change politically, we got to be politically active. We want things to change environmentally. We got to be environmentally active. We have the power to change things. And just like Chris Hawk said at Joey Hill's wedding, never go to bed angry at the person you love. And if you love somebody, make sure, (laughs) make sure that you, uh, you know, just love the people that you love, I guess, and, and don't take that love for granted and, and, uh, do your best to, to do right by the people you love. 100%. Let people know that you love them and you care for them and you enjoy being in their vicinity area, their cone of admiration, because as you know, life is short. We lost Bob Saget and Betty White back to back. Now, Betty White died at 99, and that's a long life to live, and she knew people loved her. She was revered by all. But Bob Saget died suddenly at 65 with a wife and daughter. You know, make, yeah. sure you, make sure you know. Make sure you tell the people that you love that you love them. Call them. Text them more often. Let's be, let's be in the year of change, the year of love and change, of caring, of care bears. Of Josie and the Pussycats kicking ass. That's what we're going to be in the year of this year. Yep. Godzilla versus Kong versus Mecha. Godzilla versus all monsters. This is the year we kick ass. This is the year we get it. This is the year we get it. This is the year of Cinema 7, y'all. Y'all don't even know, but this is, you know, on the Chinese Zodiac, they added a 13th beast, and that's Cinema 7. Y'all better watch the freak out. I can only imagine what he looks like. Get a draw. Nick if you listen to this, even though this is going to be in the future, play your Madden game before play, uh, play 2 a.m. Seriously. Stop going Please for stats. You. You'd beat John if you didn't go for stats. <laughs> True. <laughs> all right, Nick. This is all things you can do in 2022. Okay, Nick? I know you can do it. Just Super Bowl champ back to back. You can do it, bud. You can. But all this, seriously, we all have us inside the power of change. So go out there and be the change, you know, yada, yada, what, what Gandhi said. But check out your dad with the swag on the floor. Mama going brag when I walk in the door. You ain't never seen a gorilla in the mist. Walk the line so fine with a blindfold. Keep in mind, though, hot dad riding in on a rhino. Got the roll on the rap with the dad vibes. Now everybody bounce with the franchise. Come on. Can't live with them. Can't live without them. New kid back on.
truly. Check, please. Check. We want to thank. Damn, this dad like the river. Flow so cold, need ice to deliver. Drop so hard like a rock. Dad don't stop. So damn clean, he a mop. Sugar cane, down with the main. Dad so sweet that his nickname Candy. Y'all been gone for a minute. Dad vibe bounce to the finish. I can get with that. Can't live with him. Can't live without him. New kid back on the block with a rip. Dad got the fag in the back with the drip. Come and get the tip. before Gohan could even form words in his mouth. Through fights with Raditz, Garlic Jr., the Ginyu Force, and even Frieza, we've caught glimpses of the child's explosive power. But like an explosion, it always vanished with the moment. It couldn't be controlled until now. At last, the beastly power has been harnessed. Gohan has awoken. Now Cell will battle a warrior 11 years in the making on the next Dragon Ball Z.